You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And today's episode is Bouncy, Trouncy, Flouncy, Pouncy, Fun, 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 as we review the Tigger movie. But first, J.B., how are you and the family? Good. I have a couple fan stories, uh, our own true fans. First of all, you just, Eddie, got to experience a meeting uh, a guy that's become a good friend uh, here in Tennessee for us, Chris and his wife, Christine. They uh, were over at our house at our dinner right before this, and you got to meet a real-life fan that is not related to us. We were going I, we were going to be recording. I'm shocked. I'm yeah, surprised. I didn't give you any warning. I just said, tell me when you're on, and I turned it on, and you got to meet Chris, who has become a big fan of ours, and asked me every time I see him every every other week, like, this talk one talks about the episodes and stuff. So, and could immediately tell is somebody who um, is wired like we are. Yes, in that we enjoy the idiosyncrasies yep. of of movies in general, but particularly these these gems that we grew up on. Yep. So, shout out to Chris. Thank you for being a long time long time listener of the of the podcast uh, and first time meeting Eddie so I was glad to make that connection but another thing that happened with another one of our tried and true listeners my mother-in-law Esther uh so she <laughs> she's talking with my wife on the phone and my wife turns to me she's like hey JB listen to this real quick so she turns it on and all of a sudden I hear am I on speakerphone now yes yes you're on speakerphone okay I have the funniest story to tell you. And then, no, wait a minute. This didn't happen on speakerphone. Was this in person? Never mind. That does happen from time to time with the speakerphone. (laughs) (laughs) So we were in person, actually. She said, I got the funniest story. So she's been listening to the show. And this, dear listeners, is the most I talk all day. All at all. Anytime. This is by far the most I talk unless I'm doing a very specific presentation, like for my team or something like that. so I'm usually very reserved and like, don't, don't speak up a lot. Uh, so she's like, yeah, this, I'm, I feel like I'm learning a new side of you, JB, like from listening to this podcast and like you're, you're, uh, you're getting more about your history and you're growing up cause you're talking with your buddy from high school and stuff like that. And she's like, yeah. And so I started like not only learning a lot about you, but I was like, man, he's really animated. He's like talking faster than he's ever talked before. And he's like, chat, 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 chat. And like, man, this is like a whole, who is this? This, this podcast version of my son-in-law that's on here. And then she was like, so then one day she's listening and she accidentally clicked a button and I sped up a ton. And all of a sudden I was like, tut, 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 like really like too much. Like what did I just hit? She realized this whole time she's been listening to our podcast at one and a half speed. Yes, one and a half or two yes. speed. And so my normal drawn out voice where I'm not crazy animated unless I'm talking about soul and defending my honor here uh, or we're talking about gorilla outfits uh, was like much faster than my normal talking voice and she's like wow he's really and she didn't realize she was listening to our podcast at one and a half times speed and it was amazing I 
Did I? I must have sounded like a chipmunk because I'm the one who usually talks a lot faster. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of times. Yeah. I'm, I do wish so many people could go back and meet junior high JB addicted to Mountain Dew. We did get another speed out of you in those days. With the Mountain Dew, with the hearts when I drank the hard yeah. stuff. Yeah. When you were, you were hitting the can hard. <laughs> I did actually go out to eat with somebody one time and the last time I had a Mountain Dew, I went into, we were at uh, Panera Bread or something and we were all getting our drinks up and I got Mountain Dew and the person was like, oh, you drink the hard stuff. And I've never had a Mountain Dew ever since that, that point. Cause I, I was like, wow, yeah, this is really bad for me for everything. But what's funny, Eddie is guess what? Now that she knows the speed that 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 you can choose what speed you want to want listen to on your podcast. Guess what level she listens to our podcast at? Oh no! Like she, that she would chooses, be more interesting? That she does choose to listen to it. I asked her. Oh, did, did you she, go back to normal speed? Like just one one. She time? she she kept it at one point. She kept five. it at one point five, and it's amazing. Are we are we that boring? Like she just. I think she's, to she just got used to. I think she just got used to it, or she's got things to do. She's she's a she's a busy lady. She's got to get 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 going. I don't understand. I know lots of people who purposefully listen to podcasts yeah. at like 1.5, 2x, and I just, I can't I've do it. I've never tried it. So I can't, I guess I can't knock it till I try it, but I, I, I tried it. I know people I who just, swear yeah. by it and they're like, only crazy people don't listen to it at one and a half times speed. I'm like, I'm not in a hurry to burst through. I'm almost trying to drag it out at times. So. No, podcasts are my my happy zone. Yeah, and Twitter. You also you also Twitter's your happy place too. This is my happy place. And it was really funny. We had to drive to the airport, which is like an hour and a half, sometimes two hours away. And so uh Lewis went with me today. And as soon as we get in the car, he goes, Daddy, are we gonna watch a podcast? He's like, Well, we listen to podcasts, but yes, son, yes, that is exactly what we're going to do. When I only have one of you to to say, just, you know, sit there and be quiet, it's a lot easier for daddy to just enjoy his podcast. Amazing. So we listen to podcasts. Amazing. But we listen to it at normal speed. Normal speed. Normal speed. Yes. We might have to go two and a half times speed for uh, to get through all of the Disney news that has happened of recently. And the first of which we just... It's not moving or normal speed seeing that we may not have as much on the the back end. We yeah, we might be okay if we don't hit a lot of our our movie for today. It'll balance out. We just can't go any farther. I know it's not movie related. We have to talk about the proposal. Eddie, can you explain to our listeners what the proposal is? This was all over social media. Uh, Like you said, uh, I'm a Twitter nut. And so, I mean, it was just nonstop on Twitter over the weekend. So uh, at Disneyland Paris, uh, a couple went up onto a stage and the man got down on one knee and began proposing to his now fiance and a Disneyland Paris cast member stopped them and like as he's in the middle of doing of proposing and like she's makes crying them, it's beautiful she begins to cry yeah i mean it's and just kind of like oh sorry hey there uh and makes them uh exit this stage now there's many of a reason swirling around but of course that's not what it, people are talking about it's this 
this image of a cast member interrupting a beautiful, beautiful proposal moment with Sleeping Beauty's castle in the background and everything. I, think, I feel like we need to paint a picture for the what happened when he interrupted because he he go he jumps in out of nowhere and he this is the most the strangest thing he grabs the the ring in the box he grabs yeah, the yeah. box out literally out of the guy's hand as he's trying to propose here it almost like he was shoplifting like he runs in grabs it runs down the steps and then and then holds out the ring for him to then get it right there safely out of harm's way out of the restricted section and just motioned without saying really much of a word or anything like that. He's just kind of motioning and like, here, come down here and get your ring. It was the most awkward, weird, and just hearing the words, he grabbed the ring out of his hand. It's it's, it, it's weird. It's, it's it, it was just so odd and strange. Yeah, somehow I have a feeling that this couple is getting a free oh, Disney yeah. wedding. Oh, 100%. And they're gonna and they're they, gonna they're gonna televise it. They're gonna put it all over social media. Like they whatever their plans were for a wedding, it's not gonna happen at Disney. Yeah, it's a, uh, one news article said the cast member quickly swooped in and took the ring from the guests. Took the ring, motioning for the guests to leave the stage. Now they're saying that this happened because the couple was up on a stage that was loaded with pyrotechnics like uh, a stage show was about to happen in the cast member it was a stri- restricted area but also what would be considered a dangerous area um and they were trying to stop it so that they could get the the couple out of harm's way now i have heard that the couple said that they asked a cast member and the cast member said they could go up on there a, n- a different cast member which does kind of bring in some like weird like did they really? Were they just saying that in the moment to like kind of get away with it? So I, I had to do some investigative research on this. And my former boss that I worked for in California, her her husband, Colin, works at Disney. And I asked him or asked her to ask him, I was like, what was going on here? And first of all, I didn't realize that it was in Paris. And so she said, it's the French. So it's a, it might be something different. She said, yeah, I don't know if they have a different policy at Disney Paris. But it was kind of ridiculous. Uh, she said, I think the issue was they were in an area they weren't supposed to be, but it's still it's still dumb. So I asked her, hey, what about Colin's team? Like, are they talking about it? And she said she was going to ask him when he got home. And she said, he, he said taking the ring was not the right thing, but it's a different culture. He doesn't think it was handled right. But he also said they would have stopped them from being in that off-limits area before they went in. So that kind of gives you from the inside from Disney. He works at Disneyland now hearing what they were seeing, what was happening in another part of the country and another world and another country, uh, kind of what cast members inside the park were like, I'm sure they were talking about it and like what was going on here. I'm, I'm just watching the video on loop over here over as we're talking through this. And it is just amazing. So as the cast member, it is very cringe and he's like decked out in like a, a purple pink, a shirt with sequenced Mickey ears as he does it. So it seems even a little bit more ridiculous. Yep. And he just comes and takes it and he, he's not even looking at them. He's he just not making that hand. contact. He's just like this he's way. He's not making this way. Nope. 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 Over here. You know, Here's your you're ring, like, you, but over here. 
you know that this is not a this is not a classy move. This is not a classy move at all. But we will keep you yes. updated though. If we hear any more news about it, this we're gonna add this is gonna be a rolling segment if there is more updates to it on on the show. There has they, to be. The Disney company officially issued like a corporate apology. Oh, they did. Which is which this is just so hysteric. I mean, Disney is just getting pounded, pounded in the media right From now. All different sides, yeah. All different sides. Like Disneyland is, I don't know if you saw in the news, like it came out in proof that they like they they are manipulating the man Anaheim City Council and like telling them what to say and what they can't say in press releases. Then now their their pass holders in Southern California are suing them because they bought passes and but they can never get availability because of the new reservation Man. system. So I mean it's just like to do to do to do one thing after another. They I mean and that's just this is these are just three things in the past week. So we all thought it would get better uh, without Chapek over top of the parks, but now they just over everything. Now he's over everything. It's just getting worse and worse. But luckily we got a few trailers to yes. drop. And so Including maybe one right we before will we see got some. On. One, yeah, yeah you, within, you made me watch it right before we came on. So uh, the one that came out sooner this is something that we have been anticipating. This is the Robert Zemeckis live action version of Pinocchio star, starring Tom Hanks and Joseph Gordon-Lovett. Um, Ooh, does along, he voice? Does he voice? Along with any Pin- others. Pinocchio? No, Joseph Gordon-Lovett is Jiminy Cricket. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Good, good call. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I have been uh, stark, um, starkly against all of these live action remakes of everything. On, on, it's a, for moral reasons. <laughs> it's a moral decision. This might be the first one that I started to get a little excited about. I mean, I like you. I, I right like Tom Zemeckis, Hanks. Tom Hanks, and you and you got you got you got Tommy Boy. You know, I just love Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks. So, so so far, I, I don't I don't know why they did this, but they really don't give you almost any look at the actual Pinocchio. It's like right. v- one kind of a shot for a moment, and it's from behind, and that's it. So they're definitely keeping it under wraps. Like this is definitely there's a lot in this trailer, but they definitely keep you like they show all of Tom Hanks really sell you on that. But there's like no Pinocchio yet, which I find interesting. I don't know if that should make me scared, but we'll see. We'll see. I I wasn't ready for I wasn't expecting this. So it was a nice little it was a nice little uh, surprise. Did you see the very end? Did you see how it's being released? It's going straight to Disney Plus. Interesting. We haven't seen a lot of big movies going straight to Disney Plus, have we? Am I th- am I missing some other than all the Pixar I mean, that I'm sad about? Well, you had Pixar. Um, you also had you know Black Widow went straight to Disney Plus. You had uh, no, or I it had the simultaneous release. It had simultaneous, it had sim- yeah, because that was what the would, big the big. Would Mulan be the the last one? That was one simultaneous. That, had, that was simultaneous. It was just the the Pixar movies. 
Uh, not off the top of my head, I can't, I can't think of any other. I know when Disney Plus launched, they had the live action version of Lady and the Tramp, but that was... Um, there's there's not any big star power per se in that. Um, this might be it. This might be first. I, I, you're you're hard pressed to get too much bigger than Zemeckis, Hanks, George Gordon Lovett. Yeah. You know, like that's a that's a three, two, one. You know, so that's a pretty that'll be pretty big. I I wonder uh, I wonder if that if if it'll drive it. Like, what are they thinking there? Is this to drive more traffic to well, Disney Plus? The, what, or do they think Pinocchio is not strong enough to hold a theatrical release? Well, I think what they have, it says right here in the in the credit after this Pinocchio, a Disney Plus day premiere, September 8th. So this must be something they're hoping to drive up more Disney Plus um, subscriptions. Yeah, that threw me for a loop because they called it Disney Plus Day but last year they celebrated Disney Plus Day on November nineteenth, the anniversary of Disney Plus's launch. Oh, that they moved the date that was kind of throwing you off a little bit. Yeah. So, like, are we now having Disney Plus Day in September? Maybe it's like all the kids are back to I'm school, moving. like trying to get in your routine, and now they're like, okay, let's get people watching Disney Plus regularly again. Now that everybody's taking their vacations and stuff like that, could be it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We had another trailer drop, as JB said, right before we started recording. This is the new film from Disney Animation Studios due out at Thanksgiving of this year. Uh, We've only known a title for the longest time. We haven't known too much. Uh, But this was the teaser trailer for Strange World. This is directed by Don Hall, who um, recently did Raya and the Last Dragon. uh, this star, this has the voice talents of Jake Gyllenhaal, Taylor Swift, Kristen Bell, John Lithgow, Josh Gad, and uh, Eugene Levy, and Patricia Clarkson. So a pretty strong voice cast. Uh, what stands out to me, if you haven't watched the trailer, it's definitely worth a quick watch. Yeah. It's got a... Even the new poster art that came out, it's got a cool 50s sci-fi kind of B-movie feel to it. Well, at first, it almost felt like they were taking us into Up. Yeah, yeah. All of that front, um, the stuff about the Explorer, I forget its name, the character, uh, the old older character, oldest character in there with the blimp. Like it kind of felt a little bit like that, but a little bit different. You're right. B movie is a little bit more on the nose of what it was uh, like a B sci-fi movie, but then it's just so interesting in an avatar kind of weird world, kind of strange way uh, with the walking uh, plant tree things and just like a lot of neon and colors and plant life. And uh yeah soup like it is that's a great title strange world like it's an it's this adventure and these people that are obviously didn't don't live here but they got dropped in here to like fish out of water so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting um i the this guy don hall also is the guy who did uh big hero six which i think is probably one of my favorites if not my favorite favorite kind of in that it's super so underrated underrated. but you know this was when like you had 
Frozen and Wreck-It Ralph and, you know, yeah. Frozen again. All of these are coming out. Um, somehow Big Hero 6 got caught up in the middle of all of that and didn't really get its, what I would say, its true justice because it's it's the strongest of all of those that I just rattled off. Like, it is such a great movie. And I think what I'm, I'm interested to see, Big Hero 6 has an ability to blend, you know, the San Francisco and just okay. kind of a this blending of a couple of different things and a couple of different art styles together. I wonder if this is kind of similar to that where we're blending a few different things together for one story. Well, there's I'm, I'm watching it kind of looping a little bit and there's almost a level of Dr. Seuss to some yeah, of these creatures. Yeah, I thought the same thing. That's crazy. The little, yeah. the little things that are like jumping as the title comes up reminds so me true. of what's the environmental book slash movie the that Lorax. came the Lorax. Like some of those things in the Lorax is what it kind of reminds me of. And it's right on it's just the way that they, they did it and it's like the strange and the curves and stuff like that. Yeah. The it's like so many things happening here. Kind of just want to sit it on repeat during our entire thing, but I won't. <laughs> no, I, it's funny that you bring up the Lorax because I felt like um it was a little DreamWorksy. It just was the just the initial animation, just from a teaser look. I mean, it could be totally different, but it looked a little DreamWorksy, kind of trolls even. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder. Yeah, I'm curious. I enjoy any time they try uh, to utilize the medium of animation to tell a different style of story that we haven't seen before. That's why you love Soul? It's why I love Soul. It's why I love. Um, Big Hero 6, it's something totally different, something totally new. Um, and you can probably even feel that even in my love for all things Tarzan. So, Which Don Hall was on as well. He was a part of that production team. He, he wrote the story for Tarzan. Very nice. Finally, yes. in Disney news, packed, packed Disney news today, uh, we had the big annual Star Wars celebration. They actually let fans come back for the first time in two years or two or three years to this. And it was a hit. So much stuff coming out of it. The big, big news was uh, we'd kind of talked a little bit about that when we talked about the Star Wars article from a couple of weeks ago, Uh, this unnamed uh, movie that was going to be coming out or series, 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 series that was like Amblin with little kids coming of age in the 80s, like that kind of feel and that vibe. Finally got a name for it, got more information about it, and it's called Skeleton Crew. It's going to feature Jude Law on it. And so, Eddie, what what other details do people need to know about this, about this show? They they didn't give too many. Um, I can't even remember when it is set. I should have uh, had that ready to go. Um, it, it's it's in the same Mandalorian time frame, like okay. right after um, Return of the Jedi. I know what stood out to me. I didn't realize that it was John Watts who is directing this and writing this series. And enlighten our fans who, I mean, I already know what, who John Watts is, but enlighten our fans <laughs> into what John is. Watts is the writer-director behind the Spider-Man Home series. So if you like your Spider-Man with Tom Holland, No Way Home, Homecoming, and uh, Far From Home, uh, that he is the writer-director behind all of those. 
So he will be stepping away from the MCU to do this, which is pretty, pretty exciting. I, I, I've enjoyed the, just the, the beats of the story, how he paces out these Spider-Man movies are very in- interesting to me. And um, especially No Way Home, his ability to bring together so many different characters and pieces of story that should be a little crazy. He uh, he he handled really well. All the Spider-Man, all the all the Spider-Man, Spider-Man all, all this one. Um, but is is this? Are we? Can we now use Amblin as an adjective? I mean, Amblin is famously Steven Spielberg's production company that he founded Amblin, right after ET. If I say Amblin, you know what we're talking about. It's it's the same thing like it's Spielbergian. I don't know that people actually use that as a phrase, but like it looks, feels like this is like a Spielberg movie. That's the but same I don't think, thing. I don't think those are synonymous, right? Like Spielberg has such a breadth of of of. But that's, of style and, and who he is. Do they do people mean early Amblin like E.T.? Is that what they're talking about? I mean, I feel like that's anytime I hear the adjective Amblin, it's very Amblin like. I think they're saying E.T. like. I mean, you heard this with Super 8, which was produced by Amblin as well. Oh, it was? Uh, I knew yeah. I know it was an homage throughout. Yeah, Spielberg. Him. Spielberg was a For producer on that. Um, and then, I mean, you heard it, of course, with Stranger Things, particularly season one, that it was very Amblin-like. So I feel like it's anytime you've got a supernatural sci-fi theme with a group of kids based in a decade in the past. Okay. Those those three things, maybe specifically that less about the dinosaurs and less about War of the Worlds and stuff like that, and more. There you go. So this is Skeleton Crew. It's supposed to be Amblin-like, whatever that means. We will find out when it's released Any other? Like in 2024. It's not, it's not coming out for a really long time. We got a, you know, a long time till we see Skeleton Crew. Any other Star Wars celebration stuff that you, that caught your attention? That was the big one for me, like the reveal of Skeleton Crew. Um, we get a new season of Mandalorian mm-hmm. in spring of 23. They showed a trailer for it, but... It has not is made its way to the dark web and Reddit threads. I was able to watch the top of the of the screen of one of the things. It was a really, really bad recording of it that someone took with their phone. They were trying to hide it, but there this uh didn't get a full good look at the new Mandalorian series yet. The other thing that were that came out from this is uh, Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, not at Disney World, just at Disneyland, is going to get Boba Fett, The Mandalorian, and Goroku. What do you mean? You, get? Like there's going to be they're going to be walk around characters in the land, and you will have opportunity to to meet them. And this is this is big, right? Because fans have been like begging for this. Disney Imagineering had been holding on for the longest time that Galaxy's Edge was a set time frame, and those fil- those those stories didn't take place in this time frame of Galaxy's Edge. And they're going to break that open and give the fans what they really want, which is we want to meet the actual you know characters we love. Eddie, this is why I should never, ever, ever go on vacation. 
or staycations ever because I missed this and I would have not missed this because my admin at, at, at my office is huge Disney fan. She would have told me about this and I would not have missed this. And I feel like I've, how, how did I, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. How did I miss this? But JB, this that's is amazing. Why you, that's why you listen to this that's podcast. Why I, that's, why I'm, that's why I host this podcast. <laughs> so you can tell me information I didn't hold up. I have to also text my wife while I'm doing this. So please keep on <laughs> Well, they are not going to do it at Disney World, the version of Galaxy's Edge there. They're holding tight to the 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 time frame of the, the of the movies being in the sequel trilogy uh, later on in between, I think the last Jedi and the um, rise of Skywalker is kind of the official, like it, the land sits in there. And so they're not going to allow those characters in Disney world, but Disneyland they're saying, Why? screw the timeline. We we're going to give the fans what they really, this is really just because want. Because the, the different people control, like I didn't feel like they could do that. Weird. So the reason everybody thinks they're not doing it in Disney World is because Disney World now has the Star Wars Hotel or better known as the Galactic Star Cruiser, which you actually you role play story that does depend upon where you are in the storyline. So so they're saying if they're going to charge people that exorbitant amount of money, they want a pure story to be able to tell. So I just texted my wife, Mando Boba. Grogu are coming to Disneyland as characters you can meet. And there's a lot of other characters. I letters I threw in there because I just kept typing all caps. She said, all I care about is can I hug Grogu? That's what everybody wants. That's what everybody uh, wants. Apparently it's going to be like one, like, like one of the puppets that they actually use in the show. And I think it's going to be in the shell, like the the carrier shell. I don't know what you would call that, like the bassinet next to Mando. I I need it. I need to go. I need to. I know. The moment I hear Eddie, Eddie, listen to me. So when they, when we first saw Grogu, the first baby Yoda. Why am I calling it Grogu? When I, when I saw Baby Yoda for the first time, I was like, I need it. I need a Baby Yoda in my life. Where are, where, where's the doll that I, can, that I can bring into my house? They didn't have them fast enough. I had mm-hmm. to get one. So we ordered one the moment we could find one to order. I, I'm feeling that same energy right now to where I might need to just start saving to get on a plane the moment I know it's live. And just go buy the tickets and go go hug Grogu. We're probably gonna have to do that. I'm start a sinking fund right now. We had made plans to like in a couple of years. Do did no? We need to now go to California. We had to skip Florida and just go straight to California again as fast as possible. If we get a sponsor of this podcast before the hundredth episode, maybe that can help us pay for like recording the hundredth episode there. Now let's talk about our sponsor, who's just helping us. <laughs> That, that was that's what I loved about uh, Conan Insert. O'Brien's Conan O'Brien's podcast that he did for a while is uh, when he first started he didn't have a he didn't have a host or a sponsor sponsor and they would go this is where you would be a sponsor to help me pay for my boat ha- my lake house <laughs> just like my beach house it's like hear me help me pay my beach house off this is helping us get back to uh, and this California is where the ad would go to help us pay for mm-hmm. trip to Disneyland trip to Disneyland yep this is where that ad would go. 
You know what I just realized that we have not, we haven't talked about Obi-Wan yet. And I feel like now that there's going to be a fourth episode, no, we need to, we can't, we missed the window to actually talk about like what our impressions have been. I thought we were holding any discussion of Obi-Wan so that we could have a full episode on it like we did for Moon Knight and well, others. We normally gave like, hey, they dropped the first episode. How hey, did we, we feel? Watched it. I think we we're now that we're like... Well, you know, well, here's that. That's what's crazy. They dropped half the series in five days. Yep. Because you had the first two episodes on Friday. last Friday. And then Wednesday, we had... Um, another episode and then at the at the time of this release it'll be the, the fourth, fourth episode, episode it'll be over be halfway done yep and and I, you're like whoa I'm scared why did that why they drop it so fast scared that fourth episode is when they always do something weird they always try something that haven't done before so we'll see we'll see if they yeah break but it we'll up. give it we'll give it its full a full episode we'll give it its full justice for obi-wan yeah, we will, we'll, 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 we'll wait. We'll, we'll do it all together. But so we've spent about uh, a good 30 minutes covering all things, but it's good. The movie to review today. I guess um, it's time. I guess it's time. We got to transition to mm-hmm. the reason everybody clicked. I'm sure on this, this is episode. the reason. Everybody even, came. even if I, I, I may not have not even put the, the title in the actual episode name, but we'll get to it now. Today we're talking about the 2000. Not not classic, but we'll just say whatever it is. It's the the Tigger movie. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay, IMDb description for the not Tigger movie, the Tigger movie, because we don't want it to be confused with other Tigger movies out there. So IMDb, Tigger goes looking through the hundred acre wood to find his family. It's exactly as exciting as this movie was. What is your level of enjoyment of Winnie the Pooh? I feel yeah, that's a great place to start. Uh, I I don't know that I have ever leapt at the chance to watch Winnie the Pooh, and I think one of my least favorite characters in Winnie the Pooh is Tigger. And so a movie about my least favorite character in an animated series I don't really care that much about does not (laughs) excite me whatsoever. And one of the reasons why is because he's one of the most infuriating characters in the series because he's that the the dumb, clueless humor. I call it the uh, Mr. Bean humor, but Eddie hates it when I call it that. Uh, It's the totally oblivious, doesn't care, doing his own thing acting very, very confidently with very, very little substance behind what, like, he may not know everything, but he definitely makes you believe he knows everything. Uh, Just causing so much ruckus, so much havoc on everybody, and it's it's infuriating. So to watch an entire movie about that is just like, I'm, I I tried watching it, I... I just started. I so you 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 talk for a little bit. Do you have anything to offer here, Eddie? Any any words of wisdom? Or di- I'm looking at your face right now, and it doesn't seem like you enjoyed this film. Um. So I I enjoy Winnie the Pooh to a certain degree. Um, <laughs> to a to a certain degree, bless its heart. 
Plus a ton. No, like, I, you know, I think prior to this, my greatest exposures were like, there's a ride at the Magic Kingdom at Disney World, that's yeah. Winnie the Pooh, that we enjoy. It's fun. Um, there, I've watched multiple of the Winnie the Pooh shorts, and I've always enjoyed those. Those are really, really good. I've read a few of the kids' stories, and they're cute. They're kind of, you know, they're kids' stories. Um, I I really enjoyed the Christopher Robin movie, kind of the live, I guess you would call it the live action. The Ewan Winnie McGregor the one? With Ewan McGregor, yeah. Um, I I really liked that. I, I wouldn't say it was like, I don't, I think I saw it in theaters, really, really enjoyed it, and I've not gone back and watched it again. But I, it was, it was really, um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that film. A lot of it had to ride on Ewan McGregor. I really, really yeah. like him. Um, so I, I'm not like the biggest Winnie the Pooh fan here, but I also enjoy it here and there on that. This just seemed like this would have done so much better as a 30 minute yep. episode mm-hmm. of something. Um, and it just kind of felt weird. It felt a little kind of drawn out, a little odd. So I did some digging as I do Ooh. whenever I watch one of this these This is the movies. most interested I've been. Like, why did they make this film? Why did they make this film? Right. So this was produced by Walt Disney Animation Japan Incorporated. What? What? Yes. It was... Uh, the production was done by Walt Disney Animation uh, Japan. It was produced by Walt Disney Television Animation. So it was originally going to be on the Disney Channel or direct-to-DVD release as kind of like, hey, here's just another thing if you're like a really big Winnie the Pooh fan. Uh, A couple of things happened, though. Most notably, the Sherman Brothers got involved. Now, if you're at all a Disney fan, you would recognize the name The Sherman Brothers. They gave us great Disney hits like It's a Small World, It's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. They're also the ones who wrote all of the music for Mary Poppins. Pretty much anything Disney classic. When you think of a classic Disney tune, The Sherman Brothers wrote it, right? The Tiki Room, those types of songs like this is the Sherman brother. Um, They are really good at writing a good song, a good, uh, you know, hook. They somehow got involved in this. And this was actually their last project for the Walt Disney Company. Shockingly. Um, And but it was going to go direct to video release until the then Disney CEO, Michael Eisner, figured out that it was the Sherman brothers who were doing the music, heard the songs. That's when he pulled it from direct to DVD and said, nope, let's give this a full international theatrical release. Um, How to do which uh, it received kind of mixed reviews, as you would expect, uh, but was the highest grossing film in the Winnie the Pooh franchise until it was surpassed by 2018's Christopher Robin. So it actually did pretty good. And the music doesn't stop there. The score was composed by Harry Gregson Williams, 
um, and some Steve Jablonski. I always forget uh, how to pronounce his name, but who have now gone on to be, you know, huge, huge Hollywood composers. Um, And then you also had the ending song was performed by the singer Kenny Loggins, who (laughs) we all know as of recently because of Highway to the Danger Zone from um, from Top Gun. Eddie, can you tell me who in this movie is the villain? Who is the rabbit? Rabbit is always the bad guy. If we, he's just annoying and obnoxious. (laughs) And if we just get trying to fix everything, no, but seriously, like there, I, I don't know who the villain is or the antagonist in this film, other than kind of Tigger himself. The whole entire time, I'm like, what, what is the, there's no peril in this movie. There is nothing at stake. Like, I guess he's trying to find his family, but you always kind of assume like he's not really going to find them because what, like I was waiting for that. And then it's like utterly a giant letdown when he doesn't actually meet his family. Oh, it's your family that's here around you. It's like, I'm not. You've been my family that. the whole time. I don't care about that. It, you know what it made me realize? It made me, okay, what, what Tigger or what? Winnie the Pooh movie or whatever did I actually like as a kid? And it reminded me, I had to actually do some digging to find it, was there was a short, a shorter episode from the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. the TV sh- series. And do you remember the episode? It was called um, Cleanliness is Next to Impossible. And he went underneath no. his bed. This is good. You need to go look at this. They get sucked by this dust monster under his bed, and he Whoa. meets this little little thing called Smudge, and it's this little peon guy that's like, "You, I gotta take you to mask the majestic crud." And then they go meet crud, and they're they're taken by crayons, and there's a tornado that opens up the entire. It's it's really intense. It's all over the place. It's it's like in this magical world, and I'm like. I loved this. I loved this one episode as a kid. And I think we had taped it off TV or something like that. And that's how I got it. And I watched it over and over again. This is the one piece of the Winnie Pooh library that I really, really loved. And it's like, you know why? Because it was the craziest, trippiest episode with like soldier crayons and this like Jabba the Hutt style a monster that's trying to eat all them and his mom's well, trying to it's you, it was crazy you had true conflict true conflict know? yes i think that's what was so difficult about this whole there's film none. there's no conflict like let's you know immediately i'm going i could write a better ticker movie you know like <laughs> take t- take away the stupid spring in his tail and you know he's got to go find the the spring in his tail again or whatever yeah. like that would have been far more interesting than some ambiguous hunt for a family that oh wait never mind never existed yeah um yeah i would have much rather just i don't know watch two or three episodes of 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 an actual winnie the pooh set of stories i don't know yeah, my it, it is not good. my son Lewis loved it though. He was entranced, <laughs> and the whole time I'm sitting there going, "I don't know if I want to expose this to you." I, you know, I, like, I don't what know am if I, I want you to. I, I'm a little disappointed that you actually do like this. Uh huh. I really was. I was like, "Dude, we're doing really good. Like, 
you're loving Tarzan. We're like right. listening to that all the time. Okay, I'm I'm putting you on a good track here. Now the raising Tigger up a movie. Child, raising up a child in the way they should go. This is not the yeah. way. This is not the way. But luckily, he has not asked for it again. That's that's He's the never. true sign, right? You, then you gotta when, watch. You gotta watch a lot of things so it doesn't even show up on the recently watched. Yes, isn't that such a <laughs> legitimate thing? Or uh, there's uh, one show in particular. I'm not gonna say it. That um, we just don't want our kids to watch on Disney Plus. And the other day, one of us accidentally tapped it, and it started playing. And then it got stuck in the kit. You know, continue mm-hmm. watching. You gotta watch a bunch of things for a little off. while. And every time all the kids were like, can we watch, can we watch, can we watch? And we're like, no. So we had to watch a few things to, to clear it all out. One last interesting thing here about this movie, and, and I, I have to give it its credit where its credit is due. Um, this was the first film for Tigger to be voiced entirely by Jim Cummings. Now, Jim has uh, traditionally done Winnie the Pooh, um, but he, you know, at, at this film is when he took over the full mantle of Tigger. And I'm, I like a lot of the characters that Jim Cummings has done. He's a pretty famous voice actor. Not only has he done Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, but he's also done Tan- Tasmanian Devil. He did Pete. He does Pete and all of like the Mickey Mouse cartoons um famously though darkwing duck is his character that uh had his full full series run like if you grew up on um on one saturday morning or your classic disney channel tv shows he did so many characters rescue rangers all of those things coming in there um so i don't know just a little little shout out there to uh jim cummings i'll give it this the actual animation and style, all of that was really solid, really good. Um, and the the song, My Family, that he's doing with his My Family Tree and all the different animation styles, that was that was good. That was like, hey, this is actually engaging. Maybe I'm going to actually like this. Now, none of the rest of the movie was that good, but the animation itself, like the quality of it and the detail work was all really solid. It's just the story was so... Mm-hmm bad it was just bad so yeah i am going to give it a one one fruit stack me as well doesn't it's not it's not on the the horrendous level of um whatever that movie i can't even think about it anymore because it's just out of my mind now yeah james and the giant peach <laughs> no because i liked i liked james and the giant peach no it was the one with uh uh, alias uh, Jennifer Garner in it, and oh, Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo. <laughs> it's not Mr. I think, Magoo. I think that was one of our first goose eggs. That's right? our, like, only, our only, our only zero. goose egg, oh, only zero. Awful, so not that, but such an awful movie. Whatever. But with that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of Honey. We made a Disney podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcast. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review or just share it with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see our full movie list as we continue to go through all of our Disney, all of Disney's movies from 1988 to 2005. 
including next week's episode when we review, wait for it, Dinosaur. Thank you for listening. And remember, TTFN, ta-ta for now.